real estate is a tough business. We will share stories here that you won't hear anywhere else. So join us to learn the truth and avoid those costly mistakes. We're John and Kaylin Sledge, and this is the Think Like an Appraiser podcast, cautionary tales in real estate. This is episode number 13 of the Think Like an Appraiser podcast, cautionary tales in real estate. And today, John and I are going to talk about some questions that you should ask before starting a project, a renovation project. Right. These questions are dealing with uh, your contractor, if, if you have somebody contracting the job, or the different trades you're working with if you're self-contracting. Because we believe and preach in doing your due diligence. And part of doing due diligence is asking questions and finding out as much information up front as you can. And many times you might not know the questions to ask. Right. No, exactly. And that's why we wanted to cover some things here. Um, but because there are many things until you've gone through it and had something happen, uh, you don't know to even think of that. Right, because this this industry is definitely a learn with your boots on the ground type situation. Exactly, um, you can't just read a book and and learn everything. Nope, because it just it doesn't work that way. Um, we do have a free download on our website, seventy five due diligent questions to ask, and uh, you can get that at thinklikeanappraiser dot com. Great. Yeah, it actually covers for your contractor or the lender, all sorts of different questions to ask. So it's a great download for free. Okay, so let's get started. We're going to cover five today, and we're also going to explain why these are important to ask. So the first one we're going to talk about are vents being vented out of the house. Yeah, this is critical because if vents are not vented out of the house, I mean, it can cause problems from moisture in your attic or uh, lint in the attic that could cause a fire. So it's lots. there's lots of problems that could be caused. Also, it's there's codes that have to be followed uh, with where they're vented and how they're vented. Um, and so it's, it's critical. There's different types of vents that you need to be aware of throughout the house. Uh, the first one we'll talk about is the vent hood over the over your range. So that must be vented out through the roof. Um, and so you need to ensure that, uh, that it's vented properly and that the, the outside of the house is um, completed so that there's no moisture that gets back in from the vent. Well, and you have your dryer vent. And we have had numerous homes where the dryer vent was vented into the attic, which is a nightmare. It it's is. against code. It's a fire hazard. And, and it's a mess. It's a mess to clean <laughs> up. So one thing that I learned from my 20 years in the classroom is when you're talking to your contractor, instead of asking, are the vents vented properly, which then the contractor could answer with yes or no, a better way to ask the question is, how are the vents vented? Or where are the vents vented? Because then the contractor is going to have to come up with a specific answer. And you'll be able to tell from the answer whether he has checked that and has 
made sure that that's up to code. No, that's a that's a great way to ask the question because you're right. If you get a yes or no, then they're vented somewhere. They could be vented in the attic. Um, so asking it that way where they're specifically telling you that, um, one of the reasons we bring up venting is besides buying homes that are vented improperly, it also seems to be an item that is missed. Oh, this guy was supposed to do it or that person was supposed to do it or nobody was in charge of the venting. They would put the vents in, but nobody was in charge of venting it out. And so it was. it's critical to ask those questions to ensure that somebody's got that on their radar. Right. And because your home inspector is going to find that if you're selling the home, um, the home inspector will find that. And if you're using it as a rental, you want to make sure your tenants are safe. Right. And so the final vents are the vents in your bathroom, the exhaust fans in the bathroom, um, because we had people install them and they were in the, it looked perfect until you stuck your head up in the attic and they'd went nowhere. Well, and we can't, but we can't forget about the water heater, anything that's gas. Correct. Because we've dealt with that also. Right. Where that, has to, the, that wasn't vented properly. Exhaust for those, mm -hmm. because then that could cause, uh, carbon monoxide uh, that is dangerous. Exactly. So, and the exhaust fans, because they're drawing humid air out of the showers, can cause moisture and mold up in your attic. So remember to ask how the vents are vented, where the vents are vented, and which vents are vented. Correct. That sounds, that's a great don't, way to... Don't, stay, <laughs> avoid the yes and no questions that can be answered with yes and no. All right. Another question you need to be asking is how do you handle securing and locking the home at night? That's a great question because if you, they have multiple people working in the house, uh, they need to ensure whoever's the last one out is turning off all the lights, that the air conditioner or the heater aren't running at full capacity, that, that all the doors are locked. It really is the contractor's responsibility to ensure that uh, that your home's secure at the end of the day so that it's not broken into or not people don't come in and steal things uh, or cause damage. And unfortunately, most contractors that you hire are not going to be on the job. And that is one of the most frustrating things. If you hire a contractor to, a, to do a job for you, don't assume they're going to be on site. They may have a project manager that's on site. You need them to explain to you how all of that is handled because unfortunately the contractor if after they get the job with you they're out trying to find the next job right. instead of watching what's going on in your home or they're managing so just, multiple projects yeah. and just just be aware of that because right because if you have a lockbox on there then they're giving the combination to all their different subcontractors and then whoever works latest is in his mind, supposed to secure the property. Some, this brought up something else I just thought of. So while you're having that conversation, depending on the community you live in, there might be rules as to when the people can work. Right. Or if you live in a condo or a townhome with neighbors with adjoining walls, you might not want somebody working late at night or late into the evening that would disturb your neighbors. Um, so it's good to set the parameters of when people will right. be working or so when you allow people The to question work. is, what hours do you work? It is because for that reason, for your neighbors or whatever the community rules are, but also are they coming in the morning? 
are they going to get there and get the job started and and get the job done in a timely fashion? Because a lot of people, they don't they just tell their people we need to get this work done and they don't schedule the time in or the time out to ensure that, uh, that it's getting done in a timely and fashion. And then sometimes they'll want to make up that time on the weekend. And again, that if depending on where you live, sometimes they don't allow work on the weekend. Right. So just make sure that you're clear as to what hours does not only the contractor work, but the subs that he or she hires to come in, that all that needs to be established up front. Right, because a lot of times the contractor thinks that people are coming during the day, but they're working on another job and will show up in the evening. Right, that happened to us this last weekend, right. in fact. So, so we, we just, had a you just need to complain. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's a good one. It's one that's often overlooked. Does your bid include hauling off trash? Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. Um, you know, if you're doing a full renovation, the contractor or you, if you're self-contracting, will will have a dumpster on site to take care of that. But for most of our jobs, we have a plumber coming in to do work, or a painter coming in, or a drywall person, whoever that subcontractor is that would come in or trade to do their work well they're going to have work materials from demo or cuts off of materials that they utilize and if you don't ensure that they're hauling that off it's just going to be left in the garage or in the middle of the floor or wherever right. it Especially drops we contract most of our jobs ourselves so we ask this question to each one of the subs coming in because we don't want to be stuck at the end of the job having to haul off the trash. No. It, uh, yeah, to find a place to take it and to have a truck full of trash is, it's inconvenient. It is inconvenient. Okay, so the last question that we'll cover today is to your contractor. This is if you have a contractor, or, or even if you're contracting it yourselves and you're using the subs, but damages occur when you're doing repairs. Like this past week, we dealt with, we were replacing countertops. We thought it was going to be a simple job. And when they were tearing out the old tile countertops, they da damaged the cabinets. Right. So the question is, will you cover damages done by your subs because it does happen i mean they're scuffing walls or they're breaking cabinets depending on whatever it does but they need to be responsible for either having somebody come in to do the touch-up work that's caused by the people that work for them uh, you know if you're subcontracting and you hire a subcontractor but he has employees that come out and do the work they need to be you need to be ensured that they will fix anything that they damage while doing the work that they're doing. Well, we've also had a large mirror broken in the bathroom when they were replacing granite. Right. And we didn't know it till the next day. The granite installers left and we walked in and this huge 11-foot mirror in the master bath was in pieces was, was on the floor. Pieces on the floor. And that was not a good situation. Right. And so it, and again, we resolved it, but it's not knowing up front that these things will be repaired. It, you just need to make sure that the people you're working with are licensed. If it's a licensed trade, 
that they're bonded. You also need to know if they carry any type of insurance in case they do some major damage or don't secure your house properly properly and you know other damage vandalism or, or theft is has occurred because of that and ideally you find people who are licensed and bonded and carry insurance and that would be in an ideal world but we know that a lot of times we end up working with people that don't have those credentials right. and that's why it's even more important to ask these questions so we'll go over the ones we covered again today how or where are all the vents vented? How do you handle securing and locking the home at night? What hours do you work? Does your bid include hauling off trash? And how are damages incurred by your subs covered? Great, and like Kaylin said, you can go to our website and get our free download of 75 questions uh, to do your due diligence. And those are available at thinklikeanappraiser.com. So we hope you found this episode helpful. Well, congratulations. You made it to the end of our podcast. Did you know that only 5% of podcast listeners make it to the end of an episode? When I found that statistic out, I was really surprised. But it shows you have a high level of commitment. And we need people like you spreading our message, which is the key to success in real estate is through research and due diligence. And that's what our podcast is about. Sharing stories about mistakes made is part of a research process. It is. So we need your help. We couldn't do this without you. We need you to like and share our podcast and make sure you subscribe because you don't want to miss an episode. Also, if you rate the podcast, that lets other people know how much value you're getting from our show. And because you're helping us, we promise to continue to provide quality content for our listeners. We want to help you continue to grow your real estate business. And right now on our website, thinklikeanappraiser.com, you can find 75 due diligence questions to ask. It's a free download. So get your copy today at thinklikeanappraiser.com.